Are you longing for real life change and lasting impact? Here at More To Be, we believe that is possible through a fresh encounter with God and His Word. I'm Angela Sackett. And I'm Lisa Pulliam. And together, we want to help you think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in His work every day. In today's episode, we're going to hear from Angela. As last episode, you already heard from me on what it means to be transformed, and I share a little bit of my story with you. And so today we're going to hear more on the topic of transformation from the perspective of being made new. Angela, you want to give us a little insight into what you're going to share with us today before I jump into reading the scriptures? Yes, I am so excited today to share just a little bit about my story of coming to know the Lord personally and his work in my life. And it's funny, you know, we don't get, at least I don't get the opportunity that often to really tell my story when you meet someone new and you start to connect with them. And so as I was just praying over going over what to share, I got giddy all over again, just rejoicing at what God's done and what he's still doing and the hope that he's given. So I can't wait to share today on that topic of just being made new. I love that. It reminds me when you and I got together face to face for the first time with our little mastermind group, we sat around the tables for each meal and shared our story. And I feel that same thing that hearing from each person around the table for each meal, my face hurt at the end because it, <laughs> it wasn't, you know, we cried over the, the heartache and the suffering, but there's joy at the redemption. And so that's the power of our story. And I'm hoping and praying that our listeners will not just be like locking in on what my story was last week or what your story is this time, but thinking, God, what is the story you're writing in my life and who do you want me to share it with and see how simple it is to really over a meal share stories. Yes, yes, yes. And we're today we're focusing on Ephesians 2, 1 through 10. If you're listening today, we are so thankful that you're here. And just as Lisa said, it is our prayer that this um, story sharing, storytelling and really digging into the word together will be such an encouragement to you. And so, Lisa, will you read our passage today? Absolutely. This is our commitment, right? Every every podcast, we will read scripture together. So <laughs> I'm reading from the New Living Translation. My favorite Bible is the Jesus-centered Bible, and the translation just makes it simple. So I'm picking up with uh, chapter 2 in Ephesians, verse 1. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passions and desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But our, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised, up, raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us. As shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. 
Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can go and do the good things he planned for us long ago. Mm. Mm, I we do that after we hear that and not get tears in my eyes. <laughs> right, right. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Thank uh, you, Lord, for your word. Awesome. So tell us, how does this passage relate to your story? Yeah. So there's such beauty in the way that God weaves a thread through our lives. And um, for me, I was raised in a family that was church going. I can remember, you know, my my grandpa, I went to church with my grandpa a lot when I was a little girl and he would be honking that horn 10 minutes before I was supposed to be ready out the door in the doors of the church 20 minutes early or else we were late. Um, and we were there Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, any extra things. Um, but the church that I was raised in and kind of the atmosphere in my home was very emotion driven. Um, it was a lot about highs and lows. It was a lot about, um, fear of what if I die and go to hell? And so a lot of my childhood was kind of marked by that. And in really the relationships within our family too, there was a lot of fear. And um, my parents divorced when I was young. One of my parents really kind of hit it, my sister and I against the other parent. And so there was just a lot of upheaval, a lot of, um, again, that word fear is huge. And for me, the idea of love was very closely connected with fear. Mm. Um, there were a lot of years that I was not in contact with one of my parents. And, um, during that time though, God used this incredible gift of a youth pastor and his wife and a couple of older ladies in our church who just reached into my heart, reached into my life and, um, looked past the, the crazy that was spinning in my head and really just deeply loved me. And sometimes that was just on Wednesday nights at youth group. Um, but they invested in me. And, um, and when I was 15, I ended up going to live with my dad and my stepmom. My dad had been married for, I think, probably five or six years at that point and had really gone through a period of healing and growing um, as far as understanding a biblical perspective of who God was, of what healthy relationships looked like. And my stepmom, um, who did not have children of her own, poured her life into me. And it's funny, I did not know until about two or three years ago as an adult with five kids of my own, um, she dropped every commitment that she had in that season of her life besides her job. Um, she dropped the church choir. She had been working with Sunday school classes, all of those things in order to just pour herself into this teenage girl that she had for just a couple of years. And um, there were nights that I woke up to find her beside my bed, just praying over me. And the love that that woman had, <laughs> um, she became my mama. And um, I, 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 like I said, she never told me that. I actually found that out through a friend of hers who said, yeah, we never could figure out why she quit everything until we met you. Um, so that was just huge for me, that transforming experience of having someone love me so deeply and sacrificially. And um, it was learning for her. She, she'd never had kids, and here she ends up with a 15-year-old girl in her house. And boy, did I bring the drama. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine 15 and drama goes yeah. together, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and during that time, I became friends with two girls who were in two different denominations, two different church backgrounds from mine. One of them was a pastor's daughter. And um, between them and our pastor and youth pastor at our church, 
uh, there were just some people who, again, poured their lives into me. One in particular, a worship pastor at one of my dear friend's churches um, on a youth retreat. I sat with me for hours, literally, and just um, dug into the word with me. And I feel like that was really a point in my life where the truth of the word, beginning to understand it as unchanging, um, understanding God's love is not driven by fear, um, not driven by anything that I could or would do or had done or hadn't done, but unconditionally God loved me and understanding that his word is just one after another, after another story, illustrating that through good and bad things, through hardships and blessings, um, and even understanding hardships as blessings. Um, so to this day, there are still tricky family relationships that I have to navigate. It didn't fix everything magically. Um, the first time my dad and my stepmom ever had a disagreement, I locked myself in my bedroom for a couple of days cause I was terrified. Um, and, and some of those things still come back even today in marriage and in parenting. Um, so I feel like part of my journey is understanding that, um, we kind of touched on this in our first episode God's work in us, his transformative work is not necessarily a one and done, mm-hmm. but that's part of the blessing of that work too, is that it's ongoing and he longs for us to come to him, to be um, drawn to his heart, to be drawn to his transformation as a process ongoing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, nice. <laughs> and he's still working. <laughs> I love, I love how your story and my story really does overlap in that God, God is the common denominator. He has been about the business of transforming our understanding of his love and our identity in Christ throughout our lives. Yeah. And that even though you had the word given to you at an early age and you kind of understood things from a, a Christian perspective, it becoming your own was something that happened later on. Is there like a point in which you can say this was when I knew Jesus loved me unconditionally and wanted to live for him more intentionally going forward. Yeah. Well, I, it's interesting because I can tell you, I, I remember a moment and my, my dad says I was three. I don't know for sure, but I remember being a very small little girl and I was in a church tradition where we would um, go to the altar and pray for people. And I remember looking at my dad and saying, I have to go pray for that man. I didn't know, I don't know who he was to this day. don't remember. But as a little girl, I remember being drawn by God to go and pray for someone. Mm. Um, But really, I would say one of the biggest moments where I really began to understand God's love as unconditional um, was a, a very traumatic emotional moment in my life as a young mom. And um, my stepmom stepping up to me, wrapping her arms around me and saying, I'm your mom and I'm not leaving. Mm. And um, I, in that moment, had a taste of of the way that God loves us, that commitment that he has to his people, that covenant love. Mm. Um, and then I would say there's probably one other moment that um, the day that my sister got married, my dad came into the bride's room. And um, this this kind of points forward to just some of the ways that I've begun to understand how God's work. And part of that is through repentance of the past. Um, My dad knelt before my sister and I and um, Mm. asked our forgiveness for any wrongs that he'd ever committed to us Mm. and um, prayed over us, prayed that the Lord would make all things new. 
Um, and to see God work in his heart in such a way to produce such tenderness and such humility, mm. um, I would say really painted such a picture for me again of God's love and of how I want to walk as a woman of God, of tenderness, of humility, of repentance, being willing to say, this is what was, and this is what you're doing, and this is what you will do. And that actually kind of uh, leads into the passage that we're talking about today. Um, there's two two other scriptures that I just want to briefly mention. Second Corinthians 5, 17 mm-hmm. says, if anyone is in Christ, you know this girl. <laughs> he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And so understanding, and we will touch on this again in the passage from Ephesians that we're talking about today, what was, what is, and what is to come is so powerful. And as we talk about this being made new, this idea of transformation as women of God, goodness gracious, <laughs> what yeah. we were is gone when we know Christ. Yes, yes. Um, and then also, I, oh, go ahead, yes. I want to just, I just feel this urge to point out the hope your story gives to stepmoms and and parents who have failed, right? Like your story, your life has been significantly impacted by a woman who stepped in to your story with a commitment to be an example. And I just wonder, like if we were to interview her, what she would honestly say about how hard that process was. Yes. Right? So we're hearing the side of it like, the, the glorious side of impact, but there is that in order for that impact to happen, there was a lot of mess. Yeah. And then your dad. Yeah. I mean, my eyes are wet over the thought of a father being repentant before his daughters there. There's just a beautiful imagery there. And, and so I, I want our, our women, our, our tribe here to think for a second, where do I need to walk in humility and repentance with my children or stepchildren, how can I persevere with the long-term vision in mind, yes. even if it's tough right now? And we'll have those questions, I think, in our download so that that's something that they can go back and, and dig into. But those are just two really remarkable points from your story. Mm-hmm. I don't want that missed. This is okay. why I love the conversation, girl, because we, when we challenge one another, when we speak of God's story in our lives to each other, look at what he brings out. We can encourage even more, you know, you pointing yeah. out something, look what God did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, cool. It's remarkable. It's absolutely remarkable. And it is a evidence of God's hand on your life, even though it's not the story you necessarily would have written for yourself mm-hmm. in his kindness. He was there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you set it up. Isaiah 30, 19 to 21. Perfect. Life verse. I love it. Um, It says, how gracious will he be when you cry for help? As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. Mm. Oh. <laughs> huh. And you know, I, I heard in that verse, the bread and the water, and you're like the hospitality girl. How interesting <laughs> that that is your verse. I don't think I've ever heard that verse before, but you are, when I think of you, I think of you set the table mm. for the kindness of God to be experienced. And so no wonder that verse is so meaningful to you. How interesting. <laughs> oh, I'm tickled. I love it. So Angela, we have focused today on being transformed, 
on taking note of what God is changing in us as women. So I'm thinking this would be a great time for us to wrap up this part of the episode and transition into that kind of challenge question that we love to Mm -hmm. end these episodes with. So here's the challenge question. What do you think of this? Take some time this week to journal so that we can have a marker to refer to, at least think through that area in our life where we can see a distinct change from who we were to who we are as women yes. transformed by Jesus. How does that sound mm-hmm. for a challenge question today? Love that. Love Good. it. Yes. Good. <laughs> and so then there we got one more question that we want to ask uh, ourselves as we're sitting with the Lord. If this is an ongoing work and we're just coming to know him now, what area can we sense that God is working currently at work to create change in us? I think that's a great question because we know that you and I are in different stages of our spiritual journey and the women who are listening here come from all seasons and stages. And so it's just so important to make this personal and think about how is this really, God, what are you really doing in us right now? Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So will you go ahead and close us in a word of prayer? I would love to. Lord, we just want to thank you so much that um, you loved us when we had nothing to offer, when we were dead in our sins. Um, It was nothing about us that was beautiful, that drew you to us, but just because we're yours, because you made us, you loved us. And uh, we do want to be women who are transformed by your Holy Spirit, um, by the teaching of your word, by the studying of your word. And so God, we ask you to help us to be intentional about seeking transformation from you. Um, help us to really seek to see the, the ways that you're working in us to change us from the old woman to the new one. Um, Lord, we do ask that you will change us. I know for every one of us, um, there are areas where we struggle, where we come time and time again and say, I'm failing in this, or I can't seem to get past this. Um, and so Lord, we ask you to help us to name those areas and um, to just begin to yield to you, to let you transform us into being more like you because that's what you long for God we want to give you the glory in that um, and thank you in advance for what you will do for what you've already done in Jesus name amen amen thank you for listening to the more to be podcast we're praying you've experienced a fresh encounter with God and his word during our time together today be sure to visit moretobe.com slash podcast for show notes and free downloadable resources. May you continue to think biblically and live transformed to be more like Jesus as you seek to join God in his work every day.